And then that, Cody, is how you make the perfect egg sandwich. It looks delicious. It is. It's quite delicious. It's worth killing over. It's Let me greasy. Tell you. It is. Oh, hello Meaty. there. We didn't see you there. It's been a while since we've podcasted. How you doing? Yeah, they're probably they're probably fine. I hope that you're doing okay. Not, nothing weird's been going on. No, nothing terrible's been happening during this uh, hiatus that we have taken. Heroes and heroines, psychics and supervillains, welcome back to Panel Pictures, a podcast about comics and comic book film. I am your friendly neighborhood, Zach, and as always, I'm joined by the orangest thing since Larflees, at least that we'll have in this universe, Cody McKinney. still feel like we need to workshop that. No, no, like, no. It's Larflees perfect. is too damn hard for most people to say. Larflees? No. Okay, look. Check it. Check it. Ready? Lar. And then you just, it's like saying fleece, but with a Z. Fleas. Yeah, but you could use... Or it's like saying fleas. The, the, you know, the, the plural of fleas. Yeah, but... Larflees. You could use like a lot of other things that are orange. Name me a more iconic orange superhero slash supervillain. I'll wait. Death Stroke. He is orange and black. Yeah, but like, so is Larflees. <laughs> no, 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 my man. Lar- Larflees is literally the orange lantern. They don't call Deathstroke the orange assassin. Well, no, they don't. But like the thing about it. Plus, he's gold sometimes, too. I mean, it's rare. No, it's not. If I type in Deathstroke right now, Deathstroke. Like that's that's like saying gold. that Wolverine is sometimes brown. He is sometimes brown. I know. Why, why are we? That's not but an like, argument. That's a nothing. I mean, but, like, primarily, I think the average person thinks of Wolverine as yellow. But he's yellow and brown, or yellow and blue. He's not, like, brown-brown. Brown and brown. The the brown costume doesn't have any yellow. Yes, it does. I'm willing to bet you right now. Wolverine, brown costume. You are derailing us faster than I don't know what. It's got yellow on the legs and yellow on the cowl and yellow on the sides. Maybe I'm remembering wrong. Yeah, you are. I'm bad. (laughs) At everything. <laughs> Mostly comic stuff. That's why, like, it's a miracle this has worked as long as it has. Right. Folks, welcome back to the show. Uh, you know, Thank you for stepping in on this, on, into, onto this episode, through the door, into comic world. We are here after a long hiatus. Uh, it's been a little while since we've done any comic movie reviews or talking about comics or anything like that. It's been a while since we've done anything. That's true. Uh, it's just been, it's been rough, but we're, we're ready to roll and, uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited to get back into it. I'm pretty excited to start talking about comics. I need to, since during this pandemic, Diamond has quit shipping new comics. And so there are no new comics out right now. They're getting ready to start back. Are they? Yeah. They're getting ready to start production they... again. Like I think literally by the end of May. Yeah. They are sending things out again. Diamond comics shipping. When? Pretty sure. Let's see here. Um, let's see. Marvel sets sets return to comic stores with new release schedule. Here we go. May twenty seventh. Yeah, right, I was you, like, I'm pretty sure go. they they said before the end of May. So well, that's right. good. That's good. At least I'll have some new stuff here at the end of the month. But uh, it's been it's been weird because at the very beginning of the lockdown, I was like, well, at least I got my comics that I can read every week and I can take the time to read some new stuff. And then that was taken away from me. I and mean, reasonably so. I'm not. I'm not whining <laughs> don't i'm not out in the streets protesting that everyone go back to work it's my basic human right to go buy comics yeah right everyone needs to go back to work so i can get comics and a haircut no but you know it, it's just been different right because i've had to go into my backlog and there's a reason some of my things are in my backlog is because i don't want to read them quite I, much it yet. really feels like 2020 like opened up the gate tripped fell down a hill 
<laughs> that they were trying to walk up, but yeah. then <laughs> they didn't walk Shit. up the hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cody, you been in anything superhero related lately? Nothing. Nothing. All right. I Absolute get that. Absolute nothing. I, hey, I get that. That's a, that's a reasonable thing to say. You know, same here. I've been watching a few things on Disney+. Plus. I actually wanted to start getting into the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. I saw that they have three seasons of that on Disney+. Plus. I didn't know it ran that long. Cody, did you know the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon ran that long? No. It was like from 20... I want to say it was from 2015 to 2018. And uh, We were busy. That you know what that's fair yeah I was in grad school and stuff like that I think uh, let's see here yeah 2015 no 2015 to 2019 four years and three seasons and there's like you know like 60 70 80 some episodes somewhere in there that's crazy but yeah I want to get into that I want to start watching that with Disney Plus and uh, I've been reading Batman's new whatever they called the the big rebirth the that woman of, business huh well i'm getting there i haven't got quite there yet uh but i've been getting back into batman i just like honestly if it hasn't been if it hasn't been star wars if it hasn't been a couple of the other independent titles that i've been reading uh like middle west and things like that i just uh i haven't been reading that much dc and i really haven't been reading that much marvel except going through some of my backlog i'm reading some of the old miles morales stuff like when he first became spider-man and everything but yeah i haven't been reading that much so i've been trying to get back into reading a little bit more i've been reading comic books i've been reading book books which is surprising for me i've been reading on astrophysics and learning about astrophysics why because i find it interesting okay i mean that's fair that's as good of an answer as anything else so yeah i've been reading some stuff from hawking and neil degrasse tyson and i've been learning about astrophysics i'm not a smart man so they they (laughs) use big words and i don't like those (laughs) Well, they make books that are more approachable for the layman like myself. So Yeah, like astrophysics for people in a hurry. Yeah, like, it's a good book. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's a good one. All right, we're here to talk about Harley Quinn, or excuse me, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yeah, that like weird addendum title. That, didn't they add on at the last minute? Like the movie wasn't always called that, was so, it? So no, I, I'm Googling it right now because they did change the title. And uh, I think they changed it to literally just Harley Quinn, colon, and the Birds of Prey, I want to say. Let me Google this really quick here to make sure. Because I know that they did, when the, like when the movie came out, they made Harley Quinn more of the focus because she is more recognizable. Right, right. Uh, so according to this article here on therep.com, Warner Bros. did not change the title of Birds of Prey, but theater chains did. Oh, okay. I knew something happened. So they updated their t- websites with the title Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. But that was to make it easier to advertise versus Birds of Prey colon and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I will get into it, but like, this is pretty much just a Harley Quinn solo movie anyway. It pretty much she is. She just needed a supporting cast because this version of Harley Quinn is about as shallow <laughs> as a puddle full of hyena piss. Like, I, whoa, you're coming in strong, my friend. I mean... You're coming in strong. All right, so I, all we've had of this character is one movie where she was not the main focus of the movie. Okay. She was just, like, they. I hate to say it, oh, they more okay. or less used her as eye candy. They did in Suicide Squad. I'll the majority that. of that movie. Sure. To the point where they, after the movie was out, they showed edits of where they made her shorts shorter CGI. Did they do that? Yeah. I did not know you that. Can, like, you can find like before and afters. Yeah. 
to where like her shorts are CGI shorter oh my God. in that movie. Oh, good God. I, yeah. Okay. All right then. Anyway. Um, I mean, I kind of get where you're coming at. I, I kind of get what you're coming at because compared to Paul Dini's version in the animated series, right? Where we had, I don't know how many seasons she was in the animated series, but a good number of episodes. Yeah. I mean, hell, if you, if you just want to like learn about Harley Quinn, just read Mad Love. That's like, that one sh- very short book yeah. will give you way more Harley Quinn yeah. than the cinematic Harley Quinn has had in two movies. I, I I don't necessarily think that is Margot Robbie's fault. Oh, no. Like I don't that's, that's a writer's fault. It's, it's definitely... A, I think I honestly think it's not even a writer's fault, if you, if you ask me. I think it's a corporate chair dude that's sitting up there who fucking knows nothing about any of this, and he's like... Well, people like this one, right? Let's just like make her sexy and yeah, I mean, not I, worry about it too th- much. That's definitely fair. And like they, they've slowly like I mean, all right. So in the in the middle of this movie, as you and I were watching it, I even said like the jump that you get from a full body red and black suit with a hood to cocaine and aluminum baseball bat. <laughs> like you got to do a severe character study to figure out how you get from point A to, to point, point B. B. Yeah, I mean. I'm okay with this version of Harley Quinn to be 100% honest. I think I think it's the end result of her going from red and black jumpsuit to perhaps I would say the midway point is like the Arkham City video games. Yeah. I would say that's, that's the fair. midway point because that's where you slowly see her transition out of the clown stuff. Yeah. You know. I mean and and don't get me wrong, I don't hate the modern Harley Quinn, especially the animated show. Have you seen any of it? No. I, well, I've seen that one the one clip I showed you where he's like, well, I paid for an electric car, Bruce. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, where's my GD car, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really good if you got some time. Yeah. Like, I guess I can't say I've done nothing superhero related because I have seen a couple episodes of that. That okay. is superhero related. It is. I mean, it is, and it's good. It's It doesn't really have a reason to exist, but it's good. It ha- It totally has a reason to exist. It's like we said right before we started recording, she is the Deadpool of DC, and she's, I would almost argue, as iconic as Batman and all them at this point. Because not on legacy and stories, mind you, just on merchandising alone. Yeah, I mean, you you can definitely sell Harley Quinn merch way easier than I think you can sell any female DC like character. Maybe, maybe merch. Wonder Woman. Maybe like, they're they're the two heavy hitters. Yeah, I think I think Harley Quinn merch is more like I don't want to say socially acceptable, but more contemporary style oriented. Sure. Sure. I guess is a better way of putting it. But I, I honestly really enjoyed Margot Robbie's performance in this movie. I thought it was way better than Suicide Squad. Oh, 100%. Um, I thought the writing was infinitely better than Suicide Squad for her roles, right? Yeah. We, I, I mean, don't want to the... go in the rabbit hole of the whole movie, but I mean, that one part where she was like, this is what you get for hurting my friends. I was like, what is, what is this? I still hate her accent. I don't know. I don't know what to think about her accent, to be 100% honest. She didn't have it down pat at all in Suicide Squad, because there were scenes where it was just her just talking with no accent. Yeah. And then there were other scenes where she was laying it on pretty thick. This one, she was very consistent. Yeah, I mean, she she's definitely embodying the character a little bit better in this movie than she was in Suicide Squad, but I don't know. I, I, think, I'm, I think I'm just spoiled mm-hmm. in terms of this character, like... Because anytime you take a character and you do it better in another thing, okay, like 
every other version of it feels not as good. Sure. Like, all right, a good example is like Professor X and Magneto in the original X-Men trilogy versus the like first class X-Men trilogy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, like when you put in like Patrick Stewart versus... Oh, crap. <laughs> not, my brain just went dead. Son of a bitch. I know that dude, too. McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yeah, James McAvoy. Um, like, I was like, I, I know him because people say I look like him when I've got my whole head shaved. Yeah. But um, that's that's a weird one because, like, they're definitely both playing the same character. Like, all the nuts and bolts and pieces are there. Sure. But they bring a different thing to it, and Patrick Stewart, like, embodies him a little bit better for the role that they have thrown him into. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but, no. Like, in a weird way, I kind of feel the exact opposite way with uh fassbender and uh crap see now i'm i'm, bl- I'm blanking <laughs> yeah. on gandalf's name mckellen you know yeah. mckellen yeah <laughs> i almost said even mcgregor but that's who's in this movie yeah <laughs> but you know like it's been a long time like we it's okay <laughs> gotta it's okay. stretch them podcast muscles yeah 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 but no i i get you i would say margot robbie's performance in this was really good i thought she had a really good range of facial expressions i thought that she was able to convey a lot of different emotions and meanings and through her physical body acting, you know, not so much the writing. I feel like the writing was sometimes a little too edgy or a little too dumbed down on purpose. And I feel like the smarter, quippier jokes were kind of smoothed over. Yeah. Like, okay, like, like this is one of my favorite lines and they just really ran over it. When the guy calls her a dumb slut and she breaks the guy's knees yeah. And then Black Mask walks up and she's sitting back down and she's like, call me dumb. I got a fucking PhD. And, and immediately without a beat to let that one sit, Black Mask starts talking. Yeah. And like this, this movie in a weird way, I think tries to bridge two sets of people. Okay. Like, I think because of the Birds of Prey thing, you're trying to drag in some more hardcore people because hardcore people know who the Birds of Prey are and dragging Harley into it. I mean, even though, like, she's, like, been a part of that ensemble. Right. Like, putting her out in front kind of nets you the normies in a weird way. Because they're like, I know her. I've seen her merch at Hot Topic. Like, we can... <laughs> like, she was in Suicide Squad. Sure, like, she, she sure. stood next to Will Smith. Like... <laughs> I don't like the way you pronounced it that way. Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> she stood next to Will Smith. There you go. Hey. Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> I don't even. Have I always said Will Smith that way? God, you are tripping me out. Say it. Good old Will Smith. <laughs> he was the Prince of Beller. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Men in Black. Men in Black. Next to uh, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Tamala Jones. <laughs> All right, back to back on topic. Right. Uh, yeah, she, like, I think that's why the writing is simpler because, and I this sounds the most condescending way you could possibly put it, like they expected simpler people to see this movie. I, I maybe not, more maybe not that way, but I, I understand what you're getting at. I think they're trying to make it easier to digest for those that are not in the lore of yeah. the character. Maybe bringing up concepts such as uh, psychotic or excuse me, uh, psychiatric trauma, uh, freedom from abusive relationships and things like that. Those can be pretty complicated 
uh, you know, concepts, right? And then you add on another layer of comic book lore and character development, and those might it might be hard for you to get you know the point across, right, to people that are not maybe thinking about those kinds. Yeah, of Yeah, I mean, like you you didn't want to make this bright, colorful, also dirty, like movie get bogged down with a bunch of like character study overcomplicated nonsense yeah. yeah absolutely speaking of being bright and colorful and dirty at the same time one thing that i was glad that you did enjoy about this film was the sets and the set designs oh yeah it's fantastic i i yeah i had no problems with the way this movie actually looked it, it does a very good job of making me want to go to gotham city and avoid a bunch of it <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I like the scene where she's being chased down the the market alleys. You know, I liked that whole like because you got a feel of Gotham, but at the same time, it kept all the color and vibrant you yeah. know ness that Harley Quinn is known for. And it gave you like a, a like little character moments, like her stealing the fanny pack and stuff. Yeah, oh, the really sequined nice. fanny pack. I loved that. I love that a lot. Uh, or the person throwing the air conditioning at her. Yeah, and it was unit. it was yeah. a roller derby girl. Yeah, roller. like I and that that's good continuity right there. Like. Anytime you have, like, I love it when things do that, when there's just, like, some tiny insular person who was in the background yeah. earlier, and all of a sudden they're, like, halfway important for, like, a half second, yeah. and then you never see them again. Like, that's perfect. I will say they did one thing that I found incredibly annoying in Suicide Squad much better in this film. Speaking of that little character that throws the air conditioner at her, right? And that's the weird, like, graphics that they throw up on screen explaining oh, it, characters. It and doesn't characters feel as jarring. No. Do you remember the intro to Suicide Squad when they did all the weird animations for every character? Yeah, like they just set up every character because they assumed that nobody had ever heard of anybody. And it was like the Suicide Squad baseball cards yeah. is what it was, you know? And you got like a, a nice little two to three minute vignette of every character to be like, this is, this is what they look like. This is what they do. This is why they're bad. This is their address and their favorite <laughs> food. They don't like peanuts in their pad thai. You know, just like weird shit. I liked that they did the quick little like, you know, name this and then grievance, like why they hate her. Yeah. And then it was that. And then I liked that it kept going with it um, sparingly. And then it did eventually end. There was no like big one at the very end. I just, I liked that the very last one was the dude throwing something through her window and it said name and it's just her little emoji going, oh. <laughs> and then grievance and said no eggplant and i was just like okay all right i thought that was a goofy but but good way to end that i think the trailer set me up for thinking this was gonna be or the first trailer at least set me up for thinking this was gonna be suicide squad 2 electric boogaloo that first trailer is garbage yeah it's just bad. absolute garbage yeah it does not portray the the feeling of this movie at all and the second one does a lot better, it but better. I still don't think it fully encompasses no. what the movie is either. No, if you went, if you're the kind of person that watched the trailers for this film and then you, you know, jumped in to see this movie in the theaters or at home, I should say at home, sorry, forgot that we were in the darkest timeline. But <laughs> if, you, if you watched this movie at home, I wonder if anybody did see this movie in a theater. I don't like, think I'm it did. Sh- I don't think it did. I think it. I think it had like two weeks before everything disappeared. Maybe it released. Uh, Poor Thanos. Right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Birds of Prey was theatrically released by Warner Brothers da, 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 on February seventh, twenty twenty. So they so did have got some a time. Full month. Yes, film had its world premiere on January fifth. Uh, excuse me, twenty fifth, twenty twenty, at the what is that 
Procedo Publico Prom in Mexico City. Shit, what were we talking about? I'm sorry, that threw me off completely that it premiered in Mexico first, <laughs> like of all play, like of all countries, like uh, just randomly. Oh, and I asked if anybody, if you thought anybody would have seen it in theaters, but oh, like, right, when right, we right. got like way before that, yeah. it was the trailer does not portray sure. what the movie. The trailer is. does not. The trailer, the trailer, I think dropped the ball immediately, and I will admit that I had very low expectations for this movie coming out. And then finally watching it, I was like, yeah, I like it. I will say it's not a fantastic movie. It's not maybe even a great movie, but I would say it's entertaining. It's a soft 7 out of 10. Soft 7 out of 10. I'll say this. I'd rather watch this than Joker. I'd rather watch this again than Joker. I I don't think I'll ever watch Joker again. I would disagree with that, but that's... Uh, that's obvious. Like, I mean, my thing is, I thought Joker was overrated. I think it was overhyped, to be honest. I thought I thought it was a good movie to experience once. Maybe talk about it for a little while. Move on to the next thing. See, like I, I'm, I'm, I feel the same way, but I feel like I feel that way in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen Joker twice, um, but like I don't really want to watch it again. The same way that I don't want to watch uh, the Wolverine again, yeah. type thing, where like I saw that movie once and it I got everything I needed out of that movie. <laughs> like any like any further viewing of that movie mm-hmm. is pointless because like there's nothing deeper to it. There's nothing like there's nothing that somebody else hasn't already said about it. Sure, that I couldn't that, that I could add to. You don't want to watch the Wolverine fight Silver Samurai again? Oh no, wait. Sorry, did I say the Wolverine? Yeah, I, I meant Logan. I, I apologize. Old Man Logan. Yeah, like oh, gotcha. Just yeah. Logan. I my brain. I don't know why I said the Wolverine. That's very stupid. <laughs> um, Logan uh, is the uh, like is the perfect movie to watch once. Sure, because that movie has so many moments that just make me sad. Fair. That's fair. Like I just like I I love that story, and like. I would watch it again if I knew somebody who hadn't seen it. Sure. You know, like if I had to sit somebody down and they're like, let's watch a comic book movie, yeah. especially if they weren't a comic book movie person. Yeah. Cause that movie is really conducive to that type of person. Sure. Cause there's not a lot of like, you need to know all these things about all these characters to understand what's going on. Like, I feel like that's what birds of prey is like though. I feel like birds of prey is very conducive to people that don't watch comic or yeah, read but comic books. This was intentionally like that though. I don't feel like Logan was intentionally like that. Mm. And I don't feel like Joker was intentionally like that either. Gotcha. But they exist in that space to where like, they both tell a very like concise human story. That's easy to follow. There's nothing confusing happening. Like you can just sit down, you can watch the movie and you can get exactly what the movie wants you to get out of it. Sure. And then there's some things that you might interpret a little bit differently than other people, depending on your worldview. Right. I think my only problem with this film is probably just the weird time narration thing. The first half of the movie, they, they do a weird thing where they're like, we're in the future. Now we're back in the past. We're back in the future again. Now we're back in the past. Now we're back in the future. Now we're right where we need to be. Right. Uh, they bounce around. I got to say this. I love that scene where Harley Quinn busts into the police station and just starts shooting people with the beanbag, sh- beanbag shotgun and blasting smoke everywhere. Yeah, like and confetti. <laughs> like if you needed, uh, if you needed like a small snippet to show somebody, it'd be like, this is what Harley Quinn is like, is like yeah. in the modern continuity of this character. Just that the entire police scene. Yeah, maybe that and the the cocaine with the baseball. Bat. Yeah, I'm saying like the <laughs> yeah. entire scene from start to finish of sure. her in that police station. Sure, sure. I I but it, I don't know the 
that scene got overshadowed by a bunch of different stuff because I think it was too early in the film for me. I think you're only like, what, 30 minutes in? Something like that, like about 35, and this movie is what, and an hour and 28 minutes? No, it's it's two hours it's almost. Two hours? Yeah, it's about, it yeah. It feel like two hours. Well, it's like, it's like hour 50, hour 48. Yeah. I, I, I'm rounding up, but, you know, it's, um, you know, I, I just, I felt like that they showed that scene way too early, in my opinion. You know, I, I felt like that scene would have paid off a little bit more if they had waited just yeah. a little bit. I mean... I think that I think you and I could both agree that the movie would have done a little bit better with a re-edit. But if they had edited everything in chronological order, now that I'm thinking about it, sure, you would have had like a really boring 45 minute movie and then 30 minutes of nothing but action. That's you know what? That's a very good point that you make. Actually, that's a very good point because if they had done that, there would have been a lot of setup that would have been annoying, like with Montoya and um, Black Canary, you know, meeting each other. There would have been you know weird like a whole bunch of sad harley yeah sad harley and then weird backstory for huntress and things like that uh i love huntress by the way i like that she's an awkward badass that just like is socially inept yeah like she because she's not like i with the the way that they've set up her character yeah like she doesn't get to like she doesn't get to develop as a person yeah she just goes from child to killer yeah, sure. Right, right, right. And, so she and then, has no social skills. And she just like at all. Do you remember who I am? Do you remember who I am? <laughs> it's, it's not a fucking bow and arrow. It's a crossbow. I'm not twelve. <laughs> I love I'm not the crossbow killer for fuck's sake. I don't have anger issues. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I, I I thought that was a really interesting way to take her because Huntress in the comics, from what I used to read, right? Um, I think she even had a solo series for a little while in the in the New Fifty Two, or maybe it was like an event that she did. I think like a six issue event. She's always so serious. Yeah. And in Arrow, she was so serious. Well, like, and that's the thing—they try to play her off as so serious in this movie up so, until the, point... the scene where she's talking to Doc. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just up to the point where it's just so funny. Like, you know, they're like, "Man, you're a bad." Ass and she's just like, yeah, and I like the way that you can kick so high in those tight pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she doesn't know. <laughs> she doesn't know what to fucking say half the time. Oh man, I like her. Speaking of Doc, I didn't like that. I didn't like that Doc betrayed Harley Quinn. I liked well, the fatherly Taiwanese grandpa role. running a Chinese running restaurant. Running a Chinese, I liked it. I liked an apartment serving shitty food that she was like, you have to order it extra spicy so you can't taste his cooking. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I liked that. I liked that that she lived above a Chinese restaurant, and I hate that he betrays her. I hate that. I don't, I, I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't vibe with that too well. I mean, it it didn't bother me because they gave you that little scene where like he was just like, there's no ill will. It's just like my business. Yeah. My life is just better if you're not here. Sure. Type thing. Like, you know, I mean, like there's no like emotional tether to those characters. Like she just has projected her thing onto him, especially in that situation. That's a good point. Where like she says, and he's the one person who cares about me. And he's like, I am like, that's fair. You know what? That's, that's, that's actually very fair. You can tell that he's just her landlord. Maybe doc is an asshole after all. Maybe I got to let him go. I'm not saying that. Maybe I no, but I've, I've decided it's confirmed. Doc's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) 
trying to make his way in the world. Yeah, I get it. I get it. What else? Oh, Bruce. I love Bruce, the hyena. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good addition. It's a good little good little touch, especially when she puts the treat in her mouth and they just like start punching towards each other. I like that a lot. I li- I thought it was better to ha- for her to have one hyena than like the usual two that she has. That would, that would have been really busy. It would have been very very busy to have two two hyenas. Uh, but I like that. And I lo- I love the that they pipe in the hyena laughing in the scene that oh. it's in. Like it's just it's always in the background. Yeah. You can all you can tell it's just like a sound that they put in there. Right. But... Yeah. Like when they're laughing at the cartoons and all of a sudden you just hear like Ee-hee-hee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. What did you think about Oh shoot, I of course accidentally closed the tab with all the the actors and actresses names my bad while i'm looking for this particular actress's name what do you think about ewan ewan mcgregor as black mask i I thought he did fantastic for what he had to work with what do you mean by that i mean just working with black mask in general like i knew and i had this disagreement like i like i apparently think that black mask is a much bigger villain than you do sure in batman world yeah to me like a Batman villains are like Joker, Penguin, Poison Ivy, Clayface, like Black Mask, Two Face, like right. Hugo Strange, anybody like that. And like your B villains are like Maxi Zeus and Calendar Man and like <laughs> and the Ventriloquist. <laughs> and- hey man, the Ventriloquist. Uh, speaking of that most recent Batman, you know, redoing the Rebirth or whatever, he was actually a very vital character in the first arc. Uh, with Batman's trying to fight Bane. <laughs> I mean, m- all right, maybe maybe you need to reclassify. Sure. It. Maybe, I guess Batman has so many people that you could really do like A villain, B villain, and C, C villain. villain. Yeah, yeah. I, and, if that, and if we're doing it in like A, B, and C, he is a B villain. Like, sure, 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 sure. He's he's on the the lower tier. Like he only has like twenty minutes of screen time in the Arkham games. Yeah, I mean he's not, and he doesn't have any powers or anything. He's just a dude he's just in a, a dick. mask. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that's fair. I I feel like I feel like Ewan McGregor did a really fantastic job though of just being an absolute weirdo. Yeah, like and that's like because you know Black Mask doesn't have a tremendous amount of character to him. No. Like, just if a... anything, he kind of gives you more character for your money than any other portrayal of Black Mask kind of does. Very, very true. I liked the line when he's looking at Harley and she's all tied up and he's just like, I'm going to cut your face off and I'm going to pickle it. <laughs> yeah, like, you know? Like, yeah, I mean... Like that, and you're like, oh, that's his thing. He pickles faces. <laughs> and, like, his his whole, like, weird narcissist where it's like, nobody should be able to kill people that I want to kill because those people are mine, and this yeah. is mine, and this whole city's mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These are my things. Yeah. I don't, I don't ask, ask for much. much. <laughs> oh, look at this man. He's a thousand years old, and now he's just an ugly little thing in my, my living room. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> And like I, I love how uh, like how he goes from zero to a hundred in almost every scene. He's pancaking. He's always flip flopping. Yeah, like, like in the beginning of every scene, he's he seems like he's very calm yeah, he's and collected and happy like, with how things are. Like Zaz will say like one thing, and instantly it goes from zero to fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Like he's just mad instantly. What'd you think of Victor Zaz? This is a really different version of him. I think it was good. Yeah, he looks like a white Drake, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. You can't unsee it now that I've said it. God dang it, Cody. All right, but, go on, go on, go on. Like, Shit. It, I, he's, he's delightfully strange. Sure, like, sure. Like, he's got, he just does weird body movements. Yeah. And, like, 
he's always a little bit too close to people. Sure. You know, and the whole cutting people's face. I, I liked I liked a more aware Zaz because Victor Zaz in every other rendition that I've seen him in. Psychotic. Well, he's psychotic, but also like he's just like, that's all he cares about is just the killing and the killing and the killing and the killing and making the scars yeah. and, and all that and stuff. And you saw it like there in a, that one little moment when, yeah, when like, he's, he's with Harley. And he says, you know, this is the spot I'm going to save for you yeah, on my chest. Yeah, he shows all the, like, scars and but everything. But there was more to his character. Like, yeah. he was he was the fire extinguisher every time a fire went on. Black Mask would just get mad. And you could see him, like, holding his hands. And he's like, hey, man, let's, we're going to calm down. Let's go kill this bitch. Yeah, and, and then and we'll and go get the diamond. And you get to see, like, pre-scars yeah. as, too. Oh, yeah, true. It's kind of neat, I guess. I liked that a lot. What I was going to ask you, though, when I lost the, the list of cast here... What did you think of the little girl, L.A.J. Basco, Bas- Bosco Basco, as Cassandra Kane? Because are you familiar with the character Cassandra Kane? Not really. She's the first Batgirl. Really? Yes, she really is. The first Batgirl uh, that had her own solo series, at least. Uh, she was in the, if you remember from, I think it was like the nineties. I want to say it was the night she might, it might've been late eighties, but she had the, the mask that was completely black. There was no face hole or eye holes or anything like that. She, uh, she was mute. Uh, in a lot of comics and things like that. And she had no social skills, that kind of thing. So I thought it was really interesting that they picked that character to to make the little girl that swallows a diamond that Harley Quinn has to run around and teach how to be a, a, a crazy person, you know. That being said, I liked the the young lady's acting. I thought she I thought she did a good job of being a kid that is being thrust into uh basically a den of psychopaths and then going you know, no, 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 hold the fuck up. This guy just tried to open me up. You know, you just tried to sell me off. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like, she does good in her role, but, like, without that context, and I don't I don't know how I didn't know that as yeah. a thing ever. Yeah. Crap, she just, like... It's... Batgirl's not that prominent even now in the comics, at least from what I've been reading recently. I, I could be 100% wrong, and there might be a super Batgirl I mean, series got, out she, there. I, but, well, yeah. she did get her own series, like, when... No, I'm I'm talking about like currently, like they're not marketing her, is what I'm saying. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like, I guess like I'm thinking like four years ago when they they're revamped marketing... the character and gave her the yellow like right. Timberland boots and right, 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 right. Um, no, I'm you know Batwoman's been marketed to hell and back and still has her own series, I think, yeah, on and CW. Arrow. Yeah, and Arrow. You know, but Batgirl not so much. I thought she did really well though. I thought I thought the the arm cast was a cute little character addition that actually gave a lot of um, leeway, narratively speaking, because she could just stuff shit down her cast, yeah. you know, like what well, like she did. Uh, I really thought she was gonna stuff the diamond down her cast, and I was gonna be like, well, they're just gonna break open her cast or break her arm or whatever. And I thought it was really interesting that they wrote that she swallows it instead, and yeah, so now I... Harley Quinn's just trying to get this kid to poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's true. The whole second act is predicated on her taking having a bowel movement. Like, she's just like, just poop. Yeah, she's got, I gave her prune juice and x lax Got a stomach of steel. Stomach of steel. And they duct tape her to a toilet. <laughs> I do love that line. She duct taped you to this toilet. Yeah. What did you think about Black Canary? Because you had an interesting note when she finally used her power. I mean, like, Black Canary's always a weird character because, like, she's either really interesting and exciting or completely boring and irrelevant. I think all of the latest renditions have been pretty exciting for her. Yeah, and, like, it's one of those things where if they do a sequel to this movie, like, and that character gets more screen time, yeah. like, they'll be able to do cooler things with her. Like, they could incorporate the, like, the voice power into her fighting style a little bit more. Like, yeah. You know, like, anytime you play her in a video game or anything else, like, 
like that's literally part of all, like her combos. Sure, like, right, yeah, doing the screams. It's like a punch, 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 scream type like. <laughs> yeah, thing. she yeah she was a she was a fun one to play in Injustice. So she ne- like, you almost forget that she has powers because by the end of the movie, like she's only used them once, except for the scene that introduces her with the like she's got a killer voice. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, that was the that was the part that you mentioned that made me like think about it because they they could have walked out of a lot of situations if they just wrote, you know, black canary screams. Yeah. Everyone's deaf or black canary breaks the glass and they jump out a window, but they didn't, they, they literally did her breaking a martini glass and then her knocking everyone down. And I guess sound propelling, uh, Harley Quinn on rollerblades. Roller I think that's a good way of how you use, an overpowered character like that though. I and mean, we're getting ready to do Thor after this. And like anytime hey. you've used Thor like they've used Thor in any movie, like they've had to tone him down somehow because Thor is so friggin' strong. Or not include him like in Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> Same with Hulk. Like right, if you right. don't like you gotta you gotta like neuter Hulk somehow to make him not just win everything. Sure. That's why I hate Superman so much. I don't know why you're hating on Superman like that. Because, like, I let's let's just jump over into Justice League real quick. Okay, sure. Like, since that's a a recent movie to this movie, right? Like at the at the end of Justice League, when Superman finally just shows up and just <laughs> decimates Steppenwolf with zero effort <laughs> at all, right? Like fucking Zod put up more of a fight than Steppenwolf did. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's ridiculous, but anyway. <laughs> sure. I thought it was a great rendition of Black Canary. I really liked the way the character was simply designed just on an aesthetic level. I liked the gold pants. I liked the denim. I liked all the various earrings yeah, like, and sh- hair. Like, costuming is great in this movie. Like, it is. Whoever designed everything. Yeah, it is. Uh, even Montoya with her shirt that says, I shaved my balls for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That that really got you. You you kept like waiting for me to react to it, and I was no selling it as long as I could. I'm just like I'm not gonna say nothing about the shirt. <laughs> I just I just wanted you to laugh. <laughs> I laughed. I thought it was fucking funny because like who who puts that in a lost and found at a police station? Like I mean, I, I think know. about it. If you're getting arrested, yeah, odds are you got a shirt like that. You know what? Somewhere in your closet. That's 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 a broad brush statement to make. There, I'm just saying. I guarantee every police station yeah. is full of like Walmart shirts or like shirts that are like a little bit too big. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I will say one thing about sure. costuming though. In the final fight scene, they really didn't, they didn't give it their all in that one just because they literally just dressed everybody as the most stereotypical gangbanger ever in a mask. Or they left them shirtless. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, there was also the discount Ninja Turtles at one point. They, they were very much just like, we need video game NPC villains. Yeah. Throw them at them. That being said, that is actually a good segue into another thing I want to talk about that I did like about this movie. I liked the fight choreography a lot. You made a good point that they often, you said it had the, the germs of Zack Snyder on here, the bacteria, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, not to, not to make light of the, the situation going on right now, 
but uh, that they would occasionally slow down a big move or something like that. Or they would slow down all the moves in a fight, rather. Which I agree. If you slow down every single thing you're doing... It, it loses its impact completely. It does. I think if you slow down a big move, you can see the detail in it. And that's what makes it beautiful, right? Yeah. During fight choreography. But the fight in the funhouse was great. Yeah, because they didn't use slow. I, I don't think they used slow mo once in that. Fight. I don't think they did either. Um, but like in the in the fight in the police station, every other thing was a slow mo shot. That's like, true. That's very, like very every true. time she shot a dude, almost it was like the baseball bat. Though so... when she had the baseball bat, they didn't slow that part. Yeah, down, which I you know Margot Robbie they incorporated some kung fu moves that I saw in there, and she's she can step it up. She's she's a, a leagues beyond what she was doing in Suicide Squad. Like my favorite shot of that whole thing is when she throws it, bounces it off the dude, and oh, catches, catches it. it yeah. I'm sure that was a CGI shot. There's no way they got that to actually work. Probably but not. Like, no, but like the part where she's rotating it around her body because the dude's trying to grab it, and then she just like you know hits him. That was good. Uh, but that funhouse fight scene is great. They used all the the scenery, the props, everything was great. I was telling you, you know, can you imagine being the guy, the prop master, and they're like. We need like twelve giant fucking hands, man, that can like bend. Yeah, but, then they, but then they gotta come back up they gotta, like weeble they gotta, they gotta come straight back up, you know, and they can't break. We're gonna be whacking people. <laughs> and, the, and the whole thing's gotta rotate. Yeah, we gotta like, yeah, you gotta you gotta find a material strong enough to make these big ass hands, and also they gotta be on a rotating platform. Yeah, like a, gotta put it on a giant lazy Susan where it's just like spinning super slow but still spinning. <laughs> The entire time. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i agree, though. The, the enemies were very just bottom-of-the-barrel discount video game dudes. It was uh, it was disappointing. And, and from that scene, like, my immediate that they should have put him in the white suit. Oh, black mask. Yeah, because yeah. they put him in, like, this, like, burgundy-looking, like... With some gold accents. Yeah, yeah. and, like, it would have looked cool... To have just the crisp white well, suit. Well, I mean, it would have been cool... Like, that suit would have been cool if you'd been in a well-lit scenario mm-hmm. but everything's dark so it just looks dark <laughs> that's a very good point actually like if you put him in white it would have stood out against the black background and all the all the dark colors of all the the you know gang members and the criminals and stuff that's a very good point yeah although it might not have worked when they got to the pier because he would have been super obvious yeah they would have been able to she would have been able to see him standing out you know or not standing out from the statue when she blew that up I did like the fact that he just straight up was like, well, that was embarrassing. And she's yeah. like, yeah. And he's, <laughs> like, he's just all messed up. Yeah. What did you... Okay, so I'm glad that you also thought it was a little fast with how they got rid of Black Mask. Yeah, it, there was no, like, build-up to it at all. It just happened to have a grenade but and like, happened to blow him up. Here's my counterpoint to that, though, okay? Uh, my, my first reaction was like yours. I was like, man, that was kind of that was kind of quick, right? It was a very quick... And he's gone, right? Uh, they blow him up with a grenade in his in his coat pocket. But realistically, Cody, I don't think you could have dragged that out. If you think about it, like a grenade has like usually like a ten second or five second time to it, and then it goes. It gives you just enough time to throw it, yeah, and for it to like, land. I mean, if it, if it were me, like I hate, I always hate it when I do this in movies. Like the well, if I did it, it'd be different type. Like, well, there, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're not saying that my version would have been better. Or that this is crap because it's not my version. Yeah. You're allowed to go, here, let's play in the sandbox for a little bit. Like, if it were me, I would have had two grenades. Because she picks up two grenades. We see her pick up two grenades. First grenade, smoke grenade. Like, freaks him out. He starts panicking. Right. He's like, oh, grenade. Like, and you have him ham it up a little bit, like, on the pier while she gets over to the side where Harley is. And then when he realizes what's happening, he's not dead. Yeah. 
that's when like you reveal that in his panic of like trying to get out of his shirt, he has tripped the other one by accident. Oh, that would have been yeah. Like just a small like, it just it feels anticlimactic just to be like, oh no, there's a grenade. Let me throw you off the bridge and you explode and then sure. Black Mass is dead. Sure. Regardless though, I was really happy with this film. Yeah, I I, I, I thought it was a good time. I I'm not gonna say it's better than Shazam. No, no, I'm not gonna. I I would almost. I think I will put it above Aquaman. Oh, I disagree. I think Aquaman's a better movie than this. Do you? Yeah. I don't know, man. The first half of that movie was so. Well, weird, the first weird. half of this movie's not great either. <laughs> Maybe it's a DC thing. Who knows? Could be. I don't. I I think I just enjoyed this film better than I did Aquaman. But maybe I'd have to rewatch Aquaman again to to kind of. Like Aquaman's got enough like dumb awesome <laughs> crap to keep my like lizard brain interested. Ocean Master. Exactly. <laughs> you get all the oceans, Cody. <laughs> you become the Ocean <laughs> Master. <laughs> I love. Cody, did you know if you get a majority of the oceans under control, you will be able to master... You don't even have to get all seven. The ocean. You only need four. You only need four. <laughs> we rule by majority. God. You know, that would have been like if this entire movie, yeah. like every henchman had just been like, you know Roman's got a mask, <laughs> and I hear the mask is black. Oh I've never seen it, but like uh, he's got a, he's got a lot of black masks in his yeah, office. Do anything is up with that? Like everything's painted with a black mask. <laughs> like, Just like he's got black hands in his nightclub, and I, I don't know what's going on here, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he might be black mask. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I guess. Um, I will say though, this is leagues and leaps beyond. Suicide Squad. Um, I would say I infinitely enjoyed this more than I did Justice League. Hundred <laughs> percent better than Justice League. You know, and I would say I enjoyed it more than Batman versus Superman. I will say that. Yeah, it's probably a better movie than BVS too. Yeah. Um, again, and I will I will die on this hill. I'll say it every time. It's proven right. Cody, if if back when we were in college, when they announced all these DC movies, if you had told me that Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn was going to be a more fun, enjoyable movie than Batman versus Superman or Justice League or Suicide Squad, I would have slapped you. Yeah, you I would. I would have been like, "You're nuts!" And I never would have even said that because it seems so preposterous. It does. It really, really, really does. But now we're just we're here. We're here now, you know. And Shazam, Aquaman, and Harley Quinn. Are the the good offerings? Oh, excuse me, and Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah, yeah, and Wonder like, Woman too. Speaking um, of which, like we're gonna get that soonish. Uh, they've pushed it to August, I think. Yeah, they're insistent that that is not gonna go to video on demand, which it shouldn't. Like they'll probably lose money on that. Like if they you did. definitely gotta put that in a theater <clears throat> if we ever get to go back to theaters. Yeah, if we ever do, or if AMC ever decides to show movies again, <laughs> idiots. I mean, uh, if, if for those of you that don't know, AMC has decided they're not going to show any universal films. To be fair, I understand why they've done that. It oh, makes a lot of sense in terms. I guess they're trying to put pressure on universal by doing that. Yeah, but. because like in universal, like they more or less need universal to put their movies in these things. Yeah. Because universal has so many properties to where like if universal decided to open up their own distribution up house like their own like series of movie sure, theaters sure like fast and the furious nine is gonna make like three billion dollars or something <laughs> ridiculous 
<laughs> like they could fund their own like thing. Sure. So like AMC almost has to play hardball and be like, look. Yeah. No, like, I get it. Quit putting your things out on VOD or we're not going to show your movies. Right. Right. Um, it's, it's a good movie though. Uh, I would probably rank it off the top of my head. If we, if we're doing just Shazam, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Harley Quinn, uh, the good ones, yeah. I would probably put, I'm still probably going to put Wonder Woman first. Cause I just, I like the, the story for Wonder Woman better. Um, and then this, well, no Shazam, then Shazam, then this, and then Aquaman. And I think I think that's relatively fair. Like I would still put this one at the bottom of the list, just for me personally. That's fair. I like Aquaman a little bit. That's fair. But honestly, they're all great movies. On yeah. uh, they're they're all different enough stories. I mean, like DC seems to be hitting a weird stride now again. Yeah. But like, see, that's the weird thing again. Like somebody at Warner Brothers is gonna get some balls again in like about five years probably once this Robert Pattinson Batman comes out. True. And we're probably gonna get another Justice League. Probably. And like it'll be a weird amalgam Justice League of like the the people who are in the first <laughs> Justice League and then like some replacement people. It'll be Shazam and Aquaman and Harley Quinn <laughs> fighting with Batman. Like exactly. Like they. I mean, could. Could you foresee a Justice League movie where we do not have a Superman in it? I think so. Like that our Justice League becomes like Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Shazam, Robert Pattinson, Batman. If we do like an uh, Justice League of America or something like that. And uh, and if they, for some odd reason, if they can get their shit together yeah. and reintroduce Green Lantern. Well, they're doing, do uh, you know about the HBO series? No, I did not know about Green Lantern Guardians. Series. Oh, okay. uh, GF uh, GF Johns. He's yeah. he's writing it, um, and so basically it's gonna be. I don't know if it is gonna be. Um, I'm getting all my Green Lanterns mixed up right now. On my top of my head here. Um, I don't know if it's Kyle Rayner or if it's gonna be Guy Gardner. <laughs> Please don't let it be Guy Gardner. <laughs> yeah, or if it's gonna be John Stewart. I don't know which one it is. Um, but yeah, they're gonna they're doing a Green Lantern series for HBO apparently, which. You know, here's my thing. I think slowly but surely DC is going to realize the Star Wars thing and realize that they can make better stories over episodes. Because yeah. Titans, I still haven't gotten around to watching. It's The first season's on my computer. I just haven't, I've forgotten it's in there and I haven't had the time to sit down and watch it. I'll probably do it now since we've got plenty of time. Crap. Doom Patrol. I was going to lead right into <laughs> that. You know, Doom Patrol, despite all the, the accusations that it's SJW garbage, which... You know, whatever. It's good. It's a good, it's well-told story, right? Uh, Titans has been well-received. And now they're doing um, Stargirl on the uh, the app there, their DC app. So I think they're going to realize that eventually they need to do what Star Wars does and wean off the big theater releases and do the episodic yeah, stories. Mean, oh, crap, they've been doing it since we were almost in high school. <laughs> oh, with Arrow and stuff? Yeah, I mean... Well, like, that's that's two different things. That's that's CW having their hand in it, Yeah, though, but, right? like, what I'm saying is, like, DC's episodic stuff has always been better than their movies. Sure. Since the Dark Knight movies. Sure. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Well, I don't know. Arrow at first was kind of rough, but it got better as it moved along. And then it got rough again, but... <laughs> well, I hear, I hear it got... I stopped after season four or five like uh but supposedly it got much better towards the end like, especially toward the when it actually ended when arrow and flash were like going head to head flash was a much better show than arrow was. sure 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 and like even supergirl supergirl's 
really good too. Supergirl, yeah, it stepped its game up after that first season. It, it, it did really well. Um, and anything else you want to talk about with this movie? I mean, I feel like overall, you know, again, not a bad movie, not a mind blowing movie, but I really enjoyed it. I thought I had a, I thought I, I had a fun time. I had some qualms with the weird back and forth time, whatever we're going to call that narrative method. But, uh, other than that, I had no problems with it. I thought it was a fresh take on Harley, on Huntress, on Black Canary. I'm glad that we didn't have fucking weird ass Jared Leto Joker. I'm so I, pissed let, that he's Morbius. I mean, let's, by the way, let's talk, well, I don't. I don't think that's that bad of a casting, personally. But like, I just don't like Jared Leto. That's my problem. I, I, as a person, I don't like him. His weird cult bullshit. Yeah, I mean, that he he's, does he's, a, he's a weird dude, but he's talented. Like, he can. He is a good actor if you give him things to work with. And mm, like, mm, debatable. But like, Joker, I think that, like, if we're gonna go back to Suicide Squad, I think there was a better Joker performance in that movie that we didn't get to see. <laughs> Who knows? Because, like, when the Joker's on screen in that movie, he's not bad. Like, I, I disagree. Like, I think that he acts, like, in a joke, like, in that particular, like, sphere of Joker role pretty yeah. good. I just think it's so jarring the way he looks that throws everything into a tailspin. I, I would say that the look is maybe 50% of what it is. I didn't like Jared Leto's acting. That's all there is to it. I mean, that, that, and this is that was before I learned that he was a crazy dude that has a cult island yeah. getaway thing bullshit. You know, I just didn't like the acting. I did not like it. I, it just it was it felt forced to me. Some of it did. It felt like he was just trying too hard. And then on top of that, when you learn that he had to like send boxes of used condoms and deck dead yeah, cockroaches like he, and did, bullshit, he just took it weird. He took it way too weird. You know, John Bernthal played the Punisher, right? And the Punisher killed more people on screen than Jared Leto did. Yeah. And the Punisher had to do more violent and terrible things than he did. And you know what John Bernthal did? He showed up to work. Yeah, and that's fair. Like, I'll give you that. And, like, you know, from everything we can tell, like, Joaquin Phoenix hasn't lost his mind from playing Joker or anything. No. No, he hasn't. I mean, like, he's... I don't know. I don't know. I just... I, I don't like Jared Leto's presence in these movies and maybe he would look like a good morbius i i, I maybe on on a pure aesthetic level i just i'm not excited to see him interact with tom holland and and uh um shit who plays venom off the top of my head tom tom, tom hardy tom hardy thank you I, i'm not the, looking the, for the two tom boys yeah the two tom boys yeah i'm not looking forward to him playing in that same space with them you know, yeah. when Sony finally decides they're going to do their Sony Marvel Universe, cinematic universe, which is what they're titling it. <laughs> when they when they hold the Tom Holland hostage and they're just like, you want to keep being yep. Spider-Man, right? Uh, no, the, the president of Sony says that he wants to keep it going as long as he can with Marvel and with Disney. He says he says he will do as many Spider-Man films with them as they possibly can. So I don't know. Anyway, good movie. Harley Quinn, or excuse me, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, I'm just going to call it Harley Quinn from short from, for short from now on. Great movie. Uh, oh, one last thing we do have to talk about, though. The love for an egg sandwich. That yeah. that alone. Uh, it was a good-looking egg sandwich. It was a good-looking egg that sandwich. That griddle made me a little bit like, eh. But, like, if, <laughs> if you'd handed me that egg sandwich, I would have eaten it. If I'd seen that egg sandwich made, I probably wouldn't have wanted it. <laughs> You would have eaten it. Don't you lie. Don't you lie. That thing That thing was good looking. God, those eggs and bacon. That was... Mm. And the yolks running into the bread. He even had the paintbrush where he's brushing the butter on. Oh, man. 
I get it. Harley Harley Quinn, I, I get on that on that soul link level. Of loving that egg sandwich. Mm-mm-mm. And that crappy American cheese. <laughs> Six months out of day. Six months out of day. You wouldn't even know it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think that is gonna do it for this episode, Heroes and Heroines. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for coming back with us and listening uh, to what we had to say. Harley Quinn, pretty good movie. Cody, did you ever say if you actually liked it, disliked it? I mean, like it's a like I said, it's a, it's like a soft seven or a strong six for me. Yeah. Like I, I'll give it a gentleman seven, gentleman's I eight. I don't think I ever want to see it again. Really, really. <laughs> like, so this is your Joker for for me. <laughs> I not really that like. I mean, if I had to sit down and watch it, I would. Sure. But like, if if I had like all these movies on a shelf, ah, uh, okay, it's never one I'm pulling off the shelf. Sure. Like, there's sure. other movies that I'm just like, yeah, I'd much rather watch this than this. Movie. I got you. I got you. Anyway, thanks, folks, uh, so much. If you want to check out some of the other shows that we were putting together, you can check out Papalacha Podcast, where our friend. Cassie and I, we talk about Appalachia in media and all that good stuff. You can check out Movie Podcast Working Title, where Joe Bowman and I review films. Or you can check out Platcast, where my good buddy Dylan and I talk about PlayStation and PlayStation Trophy hunting. And that's all available uh, wherever your podcasts are distributed slash sold to. Don't buy podcasts, though, you know, because I'm not getting that money. Cody's not getting that money. Cody, you're not getting any podcast money, are you? <laughs> I'm not getting any money. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's the that's the whole free time part of the <laughs> of free time wit media. Yeah. All right. See, whenever we start getting paid, we can be <laughs> professional time wit media. Professional time wit media. Yeah. Semi pro. <laughs> wit media anyway that's gonna be it uh if again guys if there's a film tv series cartoon whatever you guys want us to review or talk about let us know i've actually got a couple of non-film relate well quasi film related episodes that i'm gonna shoot at cody here after we get done recording with this uh we're gonna try to branch out our content some gonna try and Hopefully do a couple more guest episodes. That one with Alex is a really fun time. I hope you all listen to that one. Give it a good time. Listen there. Good time. Listen Listen to me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, words God. are hard. Yeah, words are. Well, listen, this is about the longest conversation I've had since quarantine. So. <laughs> My wife comes home from work and she just passes out. So, And the only thing she talks about is Animal Crossing. So, Anyway, we're going to cut it here. So thank you all for sticking around. We'll see you again on the next episode. Until then, stay super. Bye-bye. appreciate you we we promise that we might not do this again <laughs> wait might not do the show or might not no, go, disappear like, disappear for six months maybe who knows who knows